Now, back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yes, I am back with you. This is Leonard Birdsong, Leonard Birdsong Radio. I'm here with you on Thursdays live. That's from 1 until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But Talk Zone is Internet radio, and you can get it 24-7. It's Internet radio at its best. I've been talking about the new neo-Nazis, the white supremacists, the Ku Klux Klan, the alt-right people who want white supremacy to be the law of the land. They say they want their own state. They say they want black people and Jews and Muslims to be thrown out of the United States and live someplace else. Well, my thing is, I ain't going. But again, like I said earlier, I am a person who's actually spoken to the real Nazis of the past, although they were old men now. Many of them were repentant about the things that they did and the people they saw die as a result of Hitler's foolishness. And the fact that Germany was destroyed by the Allies. When they came home, there was not food to eat. There was not drinking water to drink. You had to boil it. It was horrible. Why would these young people of today in America, a country where you do have equal opportunity under the law, why would you want to join groups that are losers? The Nazis lost. The Confederates lost. Why are you carrying Confederate flags? Why are you where, why are you carrying a, a, a Nazi flag with swastikas around the United States? They were losers. Get off of it, folks. Donald Trump seems to be giving aid and comfort to these white supremacists. And maybe it's all a ploy. Maybe he's taking a page out of what Hitler did back in the 1930s. Hitler came to power, and he set up a couple of organizations. One was the SA, and one was the SS. Most of you do not know what that means, but the SA means Sturmabteilung. That meant the Storm Department of Hitler's party. These were the bully boys who wore brown shirts and went out and beat up Jews and other people who didn't like Hitler. They particularly beat up a lot of communists in the 30s. They were responsible for Kristallnacht in 1937. When I was that hearing officer in Germany, one of the things that I always had to ask these old Nazis who came before me, what were you doing on Crystal Knock, November 17th, 1937? And all of them remembered what they did because they were bad things and they knew they were bad. During Crystal Knock, hundreds and hundreds of synagogues were burned down, Jewish stores, businesses were destroyed. I don't know why people in the United States want to revel in what happened, putting people to death, putting people in concentration camps. But let me get back. The SA means the storm of Thailand. These were the bully boys that Hitler used to keep people under control and sometimes to take them to the concentration camps. The storm of Thailand, the SA. Maybe that's what Trump wants. Maybe he wants a group of young, crazy white supremacists or neo-Nazis to become his bully boys, to threaten people, 
he does not like, that is that Trump does not like. Now, the SA finally, finally fell out of power just before the Second World War started because another rival group called the SS came to power. SS stands for Schassstufel. This means these were the people who protected the leader, protected Adolf Hitler. They were the people who took an oath to die for Hitler. I interviewed a lot of SS officers and soldiers when I was in Germany, and they told me stories about at the end of the war how they knew, because of what they'd done, that life was not going to treat them very well. They told me, many of them, how they took off their uniforms, their SS uniforms, and burned them. They got naked in Poland. They swam the Oder River. The Oder River is uh, the river between Poland and Germany. And they got to the other side, and they went to the Americans and begged them to arrest them because they did not want the Russians to arrest them. At least 60,000 German soldiers were put, were POWs, that's prisoners of war, the Russians, and they were put in the Gulag Archipelago, that's Siberia, where most of them stayed for 10 years. Those who survived were repatriated to Germany in 1955. I actually talked to people who saw the POWs come home 10 years after the war. About 10,000 of them lived. 50,000 died of starvation or they froze to death in Siberia. This is what Nazism led to. This is what white supremacy led to. These are awful things. Young people in our country need to know the evils of white supremacy, neo-Nazism, and Nazism, period. So at any rate, the SA fell out of favor. The SS rose into, uh, during the Civil, the Second World War, and many of them were involved in atrocities. I just look at a president of the United States who does not condemn neo-Nazis, Ku Klux Klan, and other white supremacists. A number of people overseas have condemned Donald Trump's approach to the matter. Angela Merkel, who's the chancellor of Germany, said that... um, The actions of the white supremacists in Virginia were horrifying and evil and stated it is racist, far-right violence, and clear, forceful action must be taken against it, regardless of where in the world it happens. Merkel also swiftly displayed humanity and sensitivity by expressing sympathy to the family of Heather Heyer, killed in that auto accident in Saturday in Charlottesville. President Trump never even called the parents of Heather Heyer. The Prime Minister of England, Theresa May, didn't call Trump out by name, but said in a statement on Wednesday, quote, there's no equivalence between the two sides. Similarly, the European Commission mentioned neither Trump nor Charleston 
Charlottesville, but in a tweet reiterated that the European Union's founding principles are liberty, democracy, respect for human rights and fundamentals, and the rule of law. Theresa May indicates that this may be lost now in the United States. The German justice minister, Heiko Maas, wrote it's unbearable how President Trump is now glossing over the violence of the alt-right-wing hordes in Charlottesville. Moss said or wrote in a statement, no one should trivialize anti-Semitism and racism by the neo-Nazis. And I certainly agree with that. You may not like what I'm saying, folks, but this can be a very cruel world. And like I say, I've known Nazis, old Nazis, the real Nazis, and they were bad people. Many of them, those that lived, are repentant. Now, in preparing for this show today, I came across a little story in the paper. An American tourist, this is the headline, an American tourist gave the Nazi salute in Germany so a stranger beat him up. That's the headline. Story is, an American tourist in Germany was beaten up by a passerby after he began giving the Nazi salute outside a cafe in Dresden, Germany, police said. And this was just past Sunday. The incident occurred about 8.15 a.m. on Saturday as the man left a cafe called the Europe Cafe in the Neustadt district of Dresden. The district is known to be a liberal part of town and a popular meeting spot for students. The tourist was identified only as a 41-year-old American who was severely drunk, according to police. He suffered minor injuries while the stranger who assailed him fled the scene, the police said. Police also said that the U.S. national is under investigation for violating German laws prohibiting Nazi symbols and that they are still seeking the passerby for causing personal injury. Now, the story goes on to say the Nazi salute, that is the right arm straight and angle, slightly up, palm down, was used as a greeting and a way of expressing devotion to Adolf Hitler in the third rank. Germany outlined the salute after World War II along with the Holocaust denial and other symbols and signals associated with the Nazis. A conviction can carry a prison sentence up to three years. Now, what... Some of what I saw in the news this weekend were young white American men looking in their 20s and 30s marching on the campus of the University of Virginia or near it with raised hand Nazi salutes shouting words against Jews. This is America. I saw young white men in their 20s and 30s, carrying swastika flags, the flags of the defeated German people. Now, there's no more to this story, but the fellow who beat up this American who was drunk knew that the Nazi salute was outlawed in Germany because it reminds people of all that led to Germany's downfall, and Germany had a tremendous fall. It was awful. Most people don't know that shortly after the civil uh, the war ended, the World War II, it ended in May. In between May 
In September of 1945, 5,000 people a week were committing suicide because there was not enough food and not enough water, and their homes had been destroyed. Neo-Nazis, wake up. This is America. This is not what we need. This is Leonard Birdsong. I'm on Talk Zone Radio, and I'm talking today because what I've seen and heard this last week from our president and what's happening in our country is horrific. Stick with us, folks. There's more to say, but we're going to take a pause for the cause right here and now. Consumer Debt Counselors is a company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. Are you considering law school? Then you probably have tons of questions about the application process, the admissions process, the benefits of a legal career, and what it takes to succeed in law school. You'll find the answers to these questions and more in Professor Birdsong's Law School Guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Inside, you'll find helpful chapters on the history of the lawyer, why you should apply to law school, things you need to know about applying, and more. You have the ability and the drive. Now, get the advice that will guide you into the legal profession by helping you successfully submit your application to the law school of your choice. Professor Birdsong's award-winning law school guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or through the author link at LeonardBirdsong.com. You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong. Yes, it is Leonard Birdsong back with you, and I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you're sticking with me. Uh, I was rather strident about my feelings about the neo-Nazis and Confederates and white supremacists, but those were my opinions. Let's do something more uplifting. Colleague Dave I'm sorry, colleague Bill Davidson often sends me words of wisdom. I'm going to read some for you. Words to think about. This one is called Breakthrough. Every major difficulty you face in life is a fork in the road. You choose which track you will head down toward breakdown or breakthrough. One of the best teachers of persistence is your life's critical turning points. Everyone should expect to have somewhere between three to nine turning points or significant changes in our life. These transitions can be happy experiences or unhappy times, such as job losses, divorce, financial difficulty, health problems, or even the death of a loved one. I know I've had my share of these. Turning points can provide perspective, which is the ability to view major changes within the larger framework of our lifetime 
and let the healing power of time prevail. By learning from our turning points, we can grow at a deeper level within our careers and life. Each of us will experience hurt in our life at some point. How we react to that hurt is what defines us as a person. It is important to acknowledge the pain and give adequate time for grieving. It is also important to set a time limit for your grieving. Once that time is up, it is up to you to get back and forge ahead once more. Forgive and forget, as they say. It's not healthy to carry that grudge and grief around with you every day. It will do nothing but continue to drag you back down. Take the lessons learned from those times and apply them to your day-to-day. Doing these things will help you move on. Just think, today may be your day to turn your life lessons into a breath, a breakthrough for the future. Your story may also make the difference in the road that someone else takes during a difficult time in their life. Every cloud has a silver lining. Sometimes we just have to look harder to find it. Bill Davidson says, don't allow anything from your personal history to keep holding you hostage. Break through, folks. Break through. All right. I'm glad I had a chance to perhaps give some words of wisdom. We're going to, of course, end the show with some riddles, but it's not time to end the show. I've got some news tidbits that I want to share with you. Some of them are funny. Some of them are interesting. First one, call this Rhode Island hospital laundry room worker a true soap star. Call this Rhode Island hospital laundry room worker a true soap star. Stephen Lado, 62, found $9,100 in cash in the dryer at the Miriam Hospital in Providence, Rhode Island, and he returned it immediately to the patient who lost it, saying, quote, when you do something good inside, you feel good and clean, end quote. So that's so true. That's so true. Another one from another tidbit. Most of these come from the Associated Press. A San Jose couple quietly but completely legally purchased a private San Francisco street. Tina Lamb and Michael Ching snatched up the street and sidewalks of Persito Terrace for $90,000 at a tax delinquency auction. They are now considering charging for parking in front of the street's 35 mega mansions. The Homeowners Association protested it never got tax bills because the city sent them to the wrong address. Sorry, if you move, you lose. All right. What else do I have here as tidbits? The headline on this one read, Welcome to Weed Town, USA. Welcome to Weed Town, USA. A a cannabis company bought a small California town in order to transform it into a marijuana mecca. American Green, Inc., plunked down roughly $5 million for the 120-acre town in Nipton, California, and plans to convert it into a hub for the weed business and tourism, the firm said. Recreational 
weed, that is marijuana, is, I guess, legal in California. Let's see, I've got a couple more here that I want to share with you. This is not a good one, but I'm going to read some of it. Headline, Upskirt Vid, Teach Jailed. Upskirt Vid, Teach Jail. That's the headline. A former New Jersey high school teacher who secretly recorded upskirt videos of several female students was sentenced last week to 10 years in state prison. Adam Mayer must serve at least five years before becoming eligible for parole. The Washington Township resident, 39 years old, had pleaded guilty to official misconduct and invasion of privacy charges. Gloucester County prosecutor said Mayer made the video while he was, videos rather, while he was an English teacher at the Gloucester County Institute of Technology in Deptford. This was a vocational high school. They say at least 24 victims were identified, and most of them were about 14 years old when the videos were made. Authorities don't believe Mayer shared the videos with others. Upskirt vid teach jail. Good for him. Five years before he's eligible for parole, a 10-year sentence. Here's the last news tidbit of the day. Headline, victim got cleaned out, says the headline. A man returned to his Virginia home to find it had been broken into and cleaned. The man came home to his apartment shortly after midnight last Monday after a trip, according to Arlington County Police. He called authorities when he noticed that it appeared to have been cleaned, his apartment that is, and some items had been moved around, but nothing was missing. The man told police he doesn't employ a maid, according to a local television station, WRC-TV. Police say the mystery cleaner unlawfully entered the apartment. There is no suspect description. (laughs) Oh, well, I guess you might call that person the cleaning fairy, maybe. I don't know why someone would break in and clean someone's house. Maybe it's an old girlfriend who believes he's a a slob. We don't know. Well, this is Leonard Birdsong. I'm here on Talk Zone with you on Thursdays. You can... Hear my dumb criminal stories on the air every week, but you can also go to my blog anytime you want to and see some of my stories because they're free on my blog. My blog is www.birdsongslaw.com. You can read my funny stories. They're true. Also, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, leonardbirdsong.com. You can also buy some of my humor books at the store that I have there online. If you want to write me, I have an email address, lbirdsong22 at gmail.com. Write me and I will answer what you have to say. Now, I know some of you have been waiting for the riddles. I've got some new ones here. Let's see if you can figure them out. I'll give you a little time, see if you can. First riddle. When clams exercise, what happens to them? When clams exercise, what happens to them? Think about it now. When clams exercise, what happens to them? Well, the answer is, when clams exercise, they get big muscles. (laughs) Get it? Big muscles? (laughs) All right, okay. 
Another riddle, and I know you can get this one. Where do mummies go on vacation, folks? Where do mummies go on vacation? Think about it. Where do mummies go on vacation? Let me put you out of your misery. Mummies don't go anywhere for vacation because they are afraid to unwind. (laughs) Mummies don't go anywhere on vacation because they are afraid to unwind. All right, okay, okay, it's not that funny. The last riddle of the day. See if you can figure this one out. What do you call a cat at the beach? I don't know why you'd take your cat to the beach, but what do you call a cat on the beach? Think about it. It's not that difficult. Well, you call a cat at the beach... Sandy Claus. Sandy Claus. All right, folks. I know some of you. Okay. That's the peanut gallery. Shut up. I know some of you got these riddles. I've got more of them for you next week. Stick with me. This is Leonard Birdsong. You here can listen to me on Talk Zone Radio, Internet Radio at its best. I'm here live on Thursdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can get me 24-7 on your computer or your app because this is Internet Radio. I'm available 24 hours, 7 days a week. Stick with me. It's been good to be with you. I'll be back with you next week on the 24th of August. Have a good week, folks. This is Leonard Birdsong signing off. Thank you for being here.